GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. On the show, after eight years in the making, Gibraltar will finally be hosting the Scouting European Jamboree this summer. Chief Commissioner of the Scouting Movement on the Rock, Mark Rodriguez, tells us more. January is the busiest time of year for holiday bookings. We'll hear from travel councillor Christian Mascareñas, as well as from you. Where are you going this year? And more on our top story. Fuel prices on the rock have risen. Now a discount introduced by government has come to an end. Our reporter Shlina Asamal has the story. It is important to add that it was always going to end. Um, on the 31st of December last year, so just five days ago, actually. Um, basically, government introduced this as a way to deal with the um, rising cost of petrol when the war broke out in Ukraine and Russia. Um, and fuel prices skyrocketed, as well as the cost of living being tremendously high at that point. Um, so they introduced this as a way to sort of help people. Um, it was actually supposed to end in July that same year, 2022. And it's continued to be extended. And now the final end date was 31st of December 2023, and it has actually come to an end. So, yes, as you say, um, not great news to start the year off. Um, But uh, the government does say that they're keeping it under review. So we knew it was happening, but it has almost, or at least for me myself, it has almost come as a a surprise. Absolutely. I I didn't know about it until it had already happened. I'm sure a lot of people will feel the same way. Um, I'm I'm kicking myself now for not filling up my petrol tank last week. (laughs) I know, just five days ago, it might have been a little bit cheaper, but uh, distributors in The Rock have told me that, you know, essentially they were able to pass on this discount to customers when it was given to them. Now they don't have that discount. They are having to pass on that cost. Um, So yes, unfortunately, we will see the uh, price of our petrol go up as a result. What does this mean in terms of numbers? Like how much more can we be expecting to spend? So I actually asked somebody about this and uh, of course it does depend on your car and the type of fuel you use and all these things but as a, a rough estimate a uh, 30 litre tank which is usually your your average tank um, would be going up in price by about £7.50 if you were to fill it up entirely. So almost £10 I guess that is a bit of a squeeze if you're if you know you're at the start of the month and you know, you don't Especially want to spend if you that use extra your car, car regularly. Yes, exactly. Like we are quite lucky in Gibraltar that we are able to move around very easily. But some people do rely on their cars for whatever reasons, and uh, yeah, it won't be positive news for them. <laughs> We're used to seeing, of course, a lot of uh, Spaniards coming over. Sometimes, especially just to fill their tanks with petrol here in Gibraltar, because of course mm-hmm. it's always been cheaper. But how might we expect this to change now? I know you've spoken to some of the industry representatives here in Gib. Absolutely. So um, they have been very. Um, clear to say that it is early like we said you know it's only been five days since this change has happened um so how it will impact their business is a little bit um hard to foresee just yet so we'd have to give them a bit more time but um they did tell me that this change has meant that our prices are on par with spain actually and in some cases um and so they did expect that that will have an impact on how many cars as you mentioned you know come across the border and fill up here in gibraltar um but again they were hesitant to commit to how it will impact their business just yet It's been eight years in the making. Gibraltar will finally be hosting the Scouting European Jamboree for the small nations of Europe this summer. And Chief Commissioner of the Scouting Movement on the Rock, Mark Rodriguez, is here now. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hi, good afternoon, Kelly. Thank you. So, Mark, tell us about the process of of the whole journey in in securing this event for the Rock. It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride. We've obviously got COVID in between, so it all sort of uh, took a bit of a halt along the way. But uh, back in the summer of 2016, 
we were invited to a similar event in Monaco and we put a bid together and we managed to be successful for the 2021 event. And regrettably, you know, that was right bang in just after COVID. So we had to postpone that. And thankfully, you know, the European uh, Scout Conference that happened in Rotterdam in the summer of 22 allowed us to postpone it for this summer. And in the world of scouting, just how big is this European jamboree? Uh, it, it is precisely a, a jamboree for the small nations of Europe that might not get an opportunity to, you know, put together a, a large enough uh, uh, event uh, to sort of maximise that uh, for their home uh, town, you know. Uh, in, in terms of um, size, you know, it might not be that big, you know, but it's certainly well within, uh, it stretches us, you know, but it's something to look forward to in the scouting calendar. Uh, no? Certainly, certainly. You know, um, because because of our membership size in Gibraltar, we, we don't get that many international invites to attend international events, you know. And uh, something that we, we champion in, in scouting is, is obviously uh, meeting up with people from all other sides of the world, you know, meeting other cultures, uh, making new friends. And we saw this as an opportunity to bring an international event over to us so that we can maximise the number of local participants that will take part. Now, sadly, I've never taken part in a scouting jamboree. So what can one expect from something like this? We're thankful that we have our very own John Henry Mauro, who who GBC knows well. You know, he's our head of programme. So he's preparing an exciting uh, programme. Including a treasure hunt. Not a treasure hunt. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we'll have similar, similar challenges uh, and and activities. You know, it's it revolves around our scouting um, activities. But at the same time, and and I was listening to Minister Santos yesterday, uh, it's it's about championing um, who we are as a culture. And I think we'll we'll do that very well uh, when we get people coming over from abroad who might have never been to Gibraltar or might have never heard of Gibraltar. Yeah, I'm sure many probably haven't. Uh, how many nations are you expecting to, to arrive? How many people? There's 15 nations that are eligible to attend. Uh, we're still uh, trying to close our participation list. Uh, I mean, we, we can say that we have the likes of Monaco attending, Pharaoh. We have a large contingent from Iceland, Cyprus, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, um, it's capped at how many people each nation can bring, uh, and that is a little bit the, the rules of the event. So it's, it's manageable for us because we can know what is the maximum and what is the, the minimum. We might not have all the nations attending uh, because of travel arrangements, you know, everything's like really, really dear nowadays uh, to travel and especially to fly, fly from abroad. Um, so we're looking forward, you know, to a quite ver- variety of uh, nations and cultures attending. And it's a uh, first for Gibraltar hosting this event, right? Or have so we done it before? We we haven't we haven't done it before. We haven't done it before. Um, we have hosted similar events of a smaller nature, you know, and we've had uh, scouts from from abroad uh, that have stayed here with us for a short short while. This will be a full week-long uh, camp under canvas. Uh, it's a challenge in itself because it has to be in a campsite. So we've been working towards a refurbishment of our campsite in the Upper Rock. And uh, thanks go to government, you know, who've, who've very kindly sort of funded most of the works. 
Uh, it's still in the making, and we still got a little bit to go before this summer. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be a first for Gibraltar, certainly. So in terms of the logistics of putting something together like this, uh, is your team big enough? Do you need perhaps more volunteers for, for the week itself? We're certainly going to pull in from, from all our resources, all our volunteers. Uh, there also is, There is an opportunity uh, for people from these participating nations to uh, sign up as international support team members. So they won't come and participate in the event, but they will be volunteering with the organisation. So we make use of that, and that is very common in the scouting world. Mm-hmm. Everyone pulling together, no? which is part of like the, the scouting ethos. No? Everybody pulling together, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the campsite, a governor's lookout in the Upper Rock has been refurbished. It was still a work in progress. No? But what are the amenities like there now, and what can we expect during the summer? Thank, thankfully, you know, because of the stretch in, in, in time that we've had, it's, it's obviously facil- facilitated uh, the works to have been done in a more slower pace and the funding to, to have become available uh, better, you know. Um, but we've had to sort of um, level off some of the grounds to try and extend the capacity for, for tents. Uh, We've refurbished the toilets and the showers. We've got a fully kitted kitchen. Uh, and then we have some activities that are coming up. You know, we've, we have a climbing tower. We're building an archery range. And all this, you know, just to put the event together. Mm-hmm. After the event, we'll, we'll make use of all those. Uh, I'm sure. Facilities. You said about um, learning about different cultures and the scouts mixing with other, other nations. What are you hoping that those arriving in Gibraltar, what are you hoping they'll take from our culture and what do you think they'll be experiencing? I think, I think the best that we have to show for ourselves, you know, uh, certainly the climax, the, the, the climate. Uh, it is at the height of summer, so up it's in, the, up, be hot in, August. Up in the upper rock, yeah. it's going to be quite hot and that's going to be a challenge in itself. Uh, but it hasn't stopped us from traveling to other places with similar climate. Um, obviously, we're going to push out, you know, uh, uh, everything to do with our culture, our history, our uh, food, our food, mm-hmm. um, and and most certainly, you know, uh, we all share in common common uh, talk about the environment and the challenges that climate change is affecting to us all. More generally, uh, what's scouting in Gibraltar looking like in 2024? Scouting is 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 growing lean in leaps and bounds. Uh, unfortunately, and I and I think and I and I speak with other with other nations as well. And I think this is just a common trend throughout the world. You know, it's the lack of volunteers, people are wanting to offer of their own free time uh, to help others, and in this case, uh, young people. Um, so that is a challenge for for, for us um, because of our popularity and, and I think, you know, because of the benefits that scouting delivers to young people, it is regrettable that we push away close to 100 young people every year just mm-hmm. because we can't take them on, you know. We're very capped on our racial numbers leaders to, to young people and that doesn't work in our favour. So we're always pushing out, you know, and looking out for adults who might want to take the plunge, you know, and and uh, give up their free time uh, to to our young people. So, for anyone listening who thinks, so maybe perhaps I could become a volunteer with the scouts, what would you say? Scouting is is is, is obviously a youth a youth organisation, and it's mostly about young people. But we also champion uh, what uh, our adult volunteers might get in return. You know, 
Uh, people might come with their own skill sets. We provide training. We um, provide training on different other skills and activities that they can gain. Um, people that might write in our CV that uh, they they volunteer in with, with, with charities and most certainly with, with our uh, association, you know, goes down well. Uh, it means that they work well in teams uh, um, and they take responsibility looking after their other people. And what kind of like personality traits or characteristics are you looking for in a leader or a volunteer that's really going to like uh, mesh well know, with the rest of the group? Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, uh, traits are, are quite varied, you know. Uh, it's, it's having patience to work with young people. They, they can be a challenge at, at, at certain times. Um, but it's mostly about the great outdoors, so people who will be prepared to go hiking, to sleep in a tent, you know, uh, and um, give of, of, of their time, you know. Uh, we meet once a week for a couple of hours, and uh, that is the minimum that would be, be, be expected, uh, but there's always opportunities to give much more. And then, of course, more volunteers would mean uh, hopefully perhaps uh, increasing your the amount of children that you can accept in the program. Yeah. Um, we're now up to about 400 young people in our membership. Wow, that's a lot yeah. for, for a small place like Gibraltar. Um, so, you know, um, taking into consideration the catchment and uh, the fact that a lot of our young people do a lot of extra curricular activities during the week, it is a large number. But because we champion what we do, you know, uh, uh, we must feel that more young people should benefit for our, from, our ben- from our successes, you know, uh, with regards to the programme. But it's down to volunteers, it's down to premises, you know. Uh, so it's a challenge that we have to keep managing. Well, thank you for everything you do in the community, to you and your team. Uh, if anyone does want to volunteer or get involved, how was the best way to do that? We have a website, and that website has dedicated pages there for inquiries, and that's scouts.org.gi. Well, after years of restricted travel due to the pandemic, it is back with record sales experience in 2023 for local travel agents. I'm joined by one now travel counsellor, Christian Mascarenas. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming in. Good afternoon, Happy Kelly. New Year. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year. Uh, so, Christian, only the 5th of January, but how is January going so far and how does it compare in terms of bookings to the rest of the year? It's been a really steady go. Uh, we've been working nonstop since we reopened on the 2nd of January. Uh, making quotes after quotes after quotes. We're getting lots and lots of inquiries. And yeah, we're full of excitement for ahead. what's ahead in 2024. So generally it is the busiest month of the year, you'd say? For us, travel agents, yeah, because we we tend to, being in Gibraltar, we work on the British, with the British market. And the the, the British market is is everything starts January, February. Everybody wants to uh, pre-book their holidays so they can finance themselves throughout the year. And they know where they're going, so they've got that dream ahead of them throughout the whole year, especially these months, January, February, March, being very, you know, we have winter weather. And so it's nice to have something to look forward to. And like I said before, the financial the financial commitment a holiday takes uh, it's very important that people um, are able to to work uh, on their budgets. Yeah, on their budgets, their 2024 budget. Yeah. 
I mean, January, obviously, the we still have the cavalcade to look forward to tonight, but very mm. soon the festivities will have ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, January is, uh, tends to be quite a, a sad month for many. You know, you get the January blues is and it, yeah. um, there's one Monday in particular, I think it's not this one, the one, one after, which is known to be the most depressed Monday of the year because yeah. everyone's coming kind of like on a come down after all the festivities. Mm. So are people planning warm holidays is that something that they're looking ahead to 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 look forward to to kind of think of warmer weather and to get away from the rain or, or what's the trend at this time of year to be honest it's it's quite varied uh, because we work on such on so many different um, products for for our clients so we've even started working on lapland and iceland for next year you know um for christmas next year uh, they're so expensive the holidays nowadays you know we know cost of living has gone up and unlike the wages so people uh, you know if you're looking at taking your kids to santa's lapland next year next christmas is a good time to start booking now due to availability and due to due to be able to finance your 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 yourself um for your for your holiday Some is it cheaper always... to book now christian or is it just it's... a matter of being able to have longer to pay it off and more time to it's, kind of uh, somewhere arrange like yourself? lapland lapland it's lack of availability it's probably one of the biggest uh, biggest um, selling pro- uh, and it, the the window of when you visit lapland is very short so there's the lack of availability. So if you want to guarantee a really good three, four night trip to Ravaniemi or Ivalu, uh, visit Santa, have your reindeer, it's very, very important to book very early. Yeah, we managed to get a few last minute bookings last year, but those were due to cancellations. Uh, but we're already working on three with three or four different families on Lapland 224. Which, which is really exciting. It's really exciting. I'm sure it's a magical experience. A cold one, but a magical experience. It's very, very... Yeah, yeah, I think you need to get all the cold. special thermal gear. No? And yeah, it comes all included. Oh, okay. It comes, we sell packages and it comes all included. You get all your thermal, you're on full board, you get your Santa's visit, um, you get your ranger, uh, ranger trips and it's all included in the, in the package. So it, it it is a really expensive holiday, but it's a memorable one. And I mean, meeting San- Santa, I mean, that's priceless. Yeah, right? you're a mum, and kids you know Mm -hmm. Santa is magical so it's something that uh, it's on people's bucket lists like Iceland and um, all these cold places in in the winter but summer is summer is probably the main one that people are looking at like just this morning I've done three or four quotes for cruises cruises Gibraltarian so popular in Gibraltar I love a cruise it's been too I I miss them it's been a long time since I've been on a cruise and I remember before I I first took one I always thought I don't know if cruising is for me I don't know I thought when I'll you know we'll give it a go one year and then I I just it's just such a relaxed way of travelling I just think you know we work so hard all year round and life's so hectic the cruise really spoils you so it's one of those only holidays that you don't tend to have to think that much. Everything is is put in front of you. You've got all your, you know, all your foods, your entertainment. Everything's all under one roof. You wake up Obviously. in a new place every day. Yeah, exactly. And they, you, all you have to do is walk down with your towel around your neck and your wallet in your pocket. And they just make it so easy. And the entertainment on board is is second to none. The American companies, most of them, you know, and the entertainment and everybody has is entertained so you have your kids entertained you have the adults entertained and then you meet up for dinner uh, yeah it's 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 a great holiday it's a great holiday but i must say that you know asia this year as well thailand the balis and uh, vietnam that, that's been massive as well the value for money the value for money what you can get on those kind of holidays is completely different to what you can do in europe 
Uh, they've been very, very uh, popular as well for the different type of traveller, more the couples and families with elder kids, with elder kids uh, visiting, you know, the elephant, elephant um, sanctuaries and and uh, all these beautiful islands they have in, in Thailand or... So yeah, it's it's it is really varied. Gibraltarians definitely love to travel. I was going to ask you, you find people uh, post pandemic are they more reluctant to travel further afield, or is it like all systems go now they're raring to go because they weren't able to during that period of time? Well, we had that last year. You know, the restrictions were lifted last year, and we just saw a massive influx, and it was crazy from what we came from to what we went to last year. And I had my best year ever in my 25 career, a year career. Um, I'm hoping for the same this year. Obviously, you know, you always you always hope for better. But yeah, I, I do think that the restrictions being lifted and the world being such a beautiful place and learning different people, different cultures and visiting different areas is, is something that everybody really looks for. And I'm very, very blessed to be in the trade I, I, I am in. Apart from enjoying it myself, I think it's it brings happiness, joy. It brings a lot of um, very positive vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And What would you say personally is the favourite place you've ever visited? Oh, that's a very difficult one. That's a very, very difficult one. I think uh, Thailand has to be my personal favourite. Uh, has to be my personal favourite. Um, but it is very, very difficult to name a destination. Like I said before, the world is beautiful. Everything's different in their own little way. And you just have to grasp how different every uh, and why and where everything is so different. So, I, I, you know, it's... it's um, it's a beautiful world. Hard to there. choose one. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to choose one. And it's nowadays, as well, one. with the internet literally right at our fingertips throughout mm-hmm. the day, it's mm-hmm. so easy to book your own flights, to book your own hotels. Mm-hmm. But you feel also because of the pandemic, in a way, because there was so much uncertainty during that time, and so many people had to cancel their holidays when when the whole world shut down. Do you think people are more likely to use a travel agent now because they have that extra uh, elemental support and security? That's it's basically we work on a personal level. We, we work 24-7, we're on our WhatsApp, we always pick up our phone. I'm a Gibraltarian, I'm born and raised here, I know people personally, and I work on their holidays as if they were mine. I We work very hard, we try very hard. We know there's a lot of competition out there, but going back to the internet, there's just so much out there at the moment. So people, in my view, don't know whether they're getting the right price or not, or getting working with the right company or not. There's lots of small print, and, you know... I'm not going to be disillusioned. I know a lot of people like to do their own searching and stuff like that, which is which is fine. It's it, there's there's enough to go around. Like I said before at the beginning, it, last year was our best year, and the internet's been there, uh, and people still come to us. Um, so we must be doing something that people like. Yeah, yeah. So finally, Christian, uh, 2024. I know it's hard just to choose one or two, but what are you going to say? What's your prediction for the the destination of the year for the Gibraltarian? For 2024? I will have to say up, up, up to now, I would have to say um, Asia, Asia, Far East Asia, the Bali, the Thailand, which was last year as well. And I hope, I'm hoping this year is going to be the same. It's one of our favorites. It's one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure the cruising will also be up there. Yeah, cruising <laughs> as always. Will, definitely be, will definitely be <laughs> up Disneyland's. there as well. But it's, yeah. it's, Kelly, it's very, very difficult. I do have a list there and it's such a varied list. Um, I was going to bring it out. Uh, USA, New York, the Vegas, uh, Orlando is very, very, very popular as well. And we do extremely well with, with all those kind of holidays as well. Um, so it's very difficult to Gibraltarians 
just love to travel. And we're lucky that clients of ours, they're very long standing. So obviously if they've done one type of holiday this year, next year has got to be a completely different one. So we're very lucky that we just don't repeat. We just keep changing to their personal uh, requirements. We don't package people. We try to work around what they're looking for. And they always, every year, somebody look, they look for different types of adventures. Lovely. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. And thank all the best much. this year with uh, hopefully lots of busy holiday planning. Thank you very much for having us. <laughs> thank you very thank much. You. Christian Mascarenhas. yes. Uh, so that's what the expert says. Our reporter, Kevin Rees, has been in town to see where you're hoping to travel to this year. Let's have a listen. Yes, I have loads, but I don't know if I'm going to any. But uh, I want to go on a cruise, Amsterdam and Prague in December. No, I haven't made any plans for... For the, for the year, no, not not for holidays anyway. I do travel a lot, but not. Uh, I don't have any plans for this year for holidays. Hablando de eso estábamos ahora. We just been to ten years, and I recommend it everyone to go there. It's cheap and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You 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 won't rec- you won't recognize ten years. So very changed. I might say they normally say it's two hundred dirhams. Two hundred dirhams. You say it's twenty pounds. So. <laughs> Don't take out so many dinners. So we, normally we laughed about it. So, and the food is fantastic. And we go down the port, you see Ferraris, the Porsches, you see BMWs, and you say, what's this? What's going on here? It's a different world altogether now. Yeah, we've got a cruise uh, in August. So it's our 50th birthday, so we're all, tra- all the family are traveling to the New Asian fjords for the... For a cruise. Oh, yeah. amazing. A special occasion, the whole family. Yeah. Is it your first cruise or you've been on a cruise no, before? It's uh, second or third. We've been on uh, a cruise before. Yeah. In September. Yeah, where are you? UK. Uh-huh. I love UK. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to see the family and the friends and uh, have a better Christmas over there because we've been ill this year. Uh-huh. And uh, now we're looking forward to it. Think positive. <laughs> Not much, to be honest. No? Uh, when in summer, yeah. Summer holidays. Okay. What sort of holiday are you going to have in the summer? I think we're going to go to Portugal. I think I'm going to Portugal. Mm-hmm. A popular um, destination with yeah, Gibraltar. Yeah, we, t- we tend to go every year, so it's like a standard destination to go to. Yeah. Nice, easy destination yeah, to get exactly, to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we know the area as well, so it's quite convenient. Uh, nothing at the moment. Maybe just a short trip across the border. Uh, on the train, maybe up to Ronda. Um, I've just got the flat in Hassan's, and the reality is not a lot of money flowing around because it's all going on the flat. So somewhere nearby, somewhere quick, somewhere cheap. Uh, maybe just, just a weekend, short weekend. Well, maybe in summer, a uh, cruise, yeah. So looking forward, yeah. And the cruise, uh, cruise holidays are very popular with Gibraltarians. Why do you like them? Well, because it's, for me it's a floating uh, hotel and, uh, you know, it's fantastic and uh, I like it very much. Well, yes, I'm leaving next week, uh, obviously for a UK, uh, for a checkup, And then I plan to go, hire a car and go to Rutland County. So that's where you're hoping to travel to this year, with money obviously a big consideration for many. But imagine if money was no object and you could travel for a living. Well, that's exactly what our next guest did for some years, Penelope, also known as the Flyaway Girl on Instagram. She's in the studio now. Welcome, Penelope. Hi. Thank you for coming in. Uh, So you've been very successful on social media. I believe you have around 108,000 followers. That's incredible. Has it always been travel that's inspired your content? Yeah, it was the reason I started a blog in the first place was I just kind of wanted to keep track of what I was doing. I never expected to be able to do it as a living for a few years. I went back to a nine to five because of... Was that during COVID? Yes, (laughs) Yes, it was. Um, So, but 
and now obviously living in Gibraltar, I've got, I'm in a bit of a different situation, but being able to do that as a living was just like a dream come true for me. I never expected to be able to actually make that into a full-time thing. There are so many uh, travel bloggers out there as well. What's your recipe for success? Because not everyone can make it big enough to actually travel uh, for free, even if not completely for free, but you made a living out of it. I think it's it's completely varied. Like some people see absolute success in doing travel and fashion, for example. But I think, and it, it sounds like the most useless piece of advice, if I'm being honest, is just be yourself. And when, everyone tell, when anyone tells me that for any reason, I'm just like, oh, well, obviously, who else am I going to be? But it's true. It's like people yeah, on will the internet, follow Because exactly. so often we, we see like a polished version of people. No, we might not yeah. see someone who's being their authentic uh, self. And I think that's what people want to see more nowadays is the reality and obviously we're never going to be putting a hundred percent of our lives on social media we probably shouldn't be um and so but i think that's what people want to see now is people want to see your personality they want to see who you are they want to see why you are the way that you are and why you go to these places or whatever because all of us travel differently like i don't travel we change as well. I don't travel the way I traveled when I first started my blog or anything because I was a student and I had a lot less money for a start. I did mostly budget travel and I don't think I could travel like that again. I mean, when you stay in a five-star hotel, it's really hard to go back now to you've a got used to, I know. You've got used to the good life. <laughs> exactly. Luckily, no one's flown me business class yet, so <laughs> otherwise I'd have problems. And how does that come about? Like you start, obviously, you start a new account, zero followers, and you work your way up, you build your way up, and then you get that first uh, brand deal. Uh, how does that all kind of escalate? So for me, it was, I'm trying to remember, because this has got to be maybe like six or seven years ago now. And so it was just a really small thing. It was a product. Someone sent me their product in return for me to write about it on Instagram. And I must have had maybe like a thousand, two thousand followers. Really small. And the influencer sphere has massively changed in the past few years. Micro and nano influencers are so much bigger than they used to be. In fact, a lot of mid influencers, say in the 30, 40, 50 thousands, are getting way more brand deals than large influencers because large influencers are just considered too much money. So if anyone wants to start, it's a great time. <laughs> and how does it feel knowing that 108,000 people are seeing your content? Like how much pressure does that put on you to provide um, good posts, good photos? I mean, you take beautiful photography as well and videography, but how much pressure is that? It's, it's a lot. It's actually why I stopped posting for quite a while because for, for quite a few months, like I just didn't feel like anything I was making was good enough. And especially when I wasn't really traveling anywhere either, I just got into this weird headspace, really. And I just didn't feel that anything I created was good enough. So I just didn't do anything. And that really damaged my account, really, because I just didn't do anything for months. But then for the past month or two months, I've just been really trying to get myself to just post something like I... By nature, I am unfortunately a perfectionist. If it's not perfect, I don't want to share it. 
but but that's why you get so many likes because it's so beautiful <laughs> what you do post I mean the videos that you've done of on Gibraltar in particular I mean it's like something out of a brochure <laughs> I mean I live here and I love you know we're, we're so lucky to live in such a beautiful place but when you see it through your lens you appreciate it all the more mm. And so I've just really tried to get out of that headspace. And just even if something isn't 100% perfect, I'm going to post it anyway. And that's what I've been doing for the past few weeks. And to be honest, I've seen more success. So, Well, most recently you went to Japan. Did uh, Your content on that has been uh, amazing. Uh, how was that for you? Uh, it was amazing. I was almost nervous before I went because it's been somewhere that I've kind of built up in my mind quite a bit. So... It was something that someone, my fiance and I really wanted to go during. You say fiance because you actually got engaged whilst there too. <laughs> I did. Show off that yes. ring again. Yes. In front of Mount Fuji. <laughs> he did good. In he front did of good. Mount Fuji. Incredible. I mean, great content as well. I mean, I apart from the, the proposal, but I imagine that made for quite a good uh, post on your social media. I did. We did a little recreation of the moment in the morning to get some photos, mainly for our memories, but... It did also make a great post. <laughs> Made a good announcement photo, I'll say. And uh, it lived up to your expectations, Japan? It did. It exceeded them. I feel like almost when you've built something up in your head so much, it can really go one of two ways. And for us, it was just everything we were hoping for and more. We'd watched so many videos throughout the uh, COVID period and throughout the past year. This is probably the longest I've ever planned for a trip. <laughs> Because I used to travel pretty much back to back. So I never really had that like massive build up. But we booked the flights about 11 months ahead, which for me was wild. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been so prepared. But I was almost nervous that like I've been planning this for so long. And oh, what if what if we struggle because of the language? What if we don't like the places? Well, I don't know. I got really almost worried, but it was incredible. And uh, Christian for me said that Asia would be a big destination. And I'm going to say Japan. I'm not biased. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Always a popular destination. It and now you've settled down in Gibraltar. Uh, how does, I mean, you travelled all around the world in your career. How does Gibraltar compare? So it definitely has that small town feel that you don't get in a lot of places. And I have to be honest, I do like it. Being able to just meet up with people really easily and just know where your favorite things are so and there's just so many beautiful places here and we tend to forget that mm -hmm. even i forget that i'm just, sometimes i'll be like oh there's nothing to do i've got nothing to do and i'll be like have you seen where you live mm -hmm. <laughs> like have you seen how beautiful the places are like just go somewhere up the rock or go around to catalan bay or some there's europa point just mm -hmm. i play badminton sometimes down at europa point i go down nice. there like, wow, it is beautiful down here. Like, it why really do I forget is. about We're so this? lucky. <laughs> yeah. uh, so 2024, now that you're back in the travel bug and back to posting, what's next for you this year? So we haven't booked anything in particular, except for this weekend, we're going up to Malaga. We're hopefully going to catch some of the Reyes Magos. Mm -hmm. So going to hopefully see some of the parades and things like that. It's the last weekend of all the lights. Mm -hmm. So even though I did that before Christmas, I just really enjoyed them. <laughs> Malaga is always great for the lights. So... We're going to go up to Malaga. And then aside from that, I don't have any firm plans yet. But yeah, we really want to go back to Japan already. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. 
Local Voices On Demand.